Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joins us. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm hanging in there. Like I say each and every week, not bad, you know, still, still surviving in this Petri dish we all live in. Um, you're out, you're, you're out on the left coast. What is, uh, what is it like in Los Angeles right now? Um, starting to open up more, uh, beaches back sort of open. Hopefully people stay away for the holiday to not like, you know, distract from all of the, the good progress we've been making here. So just a little, I guess, nerve wracking, but, but good. So it's it's raining here today. I actually went out for uh, about a, a five mile run this morning. Got caught up in the rain. I actually five kind mile of, run, no big deal. You know, I kind of. Well, it's kind of a run walk <laughs> with me, but um, but I, I actually, I actually, I enjoyed it. It was it was quite refreshing. But I just share that just to say that I'm sure our government here is thrilled that the weather is not so great um, because it's keeping people away from the beaches here. Yes. So. Um, but let's talk about Jamal Adams. You know, Ty, Ty and I were discussing, you know, you know, we have you on the show throughout the NFL season every Saturday. And I think it's safe to assume that Jamal Adams has to be one of your favorite NFL players. Yes. I mean, for whatever reason, the funniest part was before Jamal Adams was even a jet, he was because safety is a really hard position to forecast in terms of like how you'll go from college translating to the NFL game because safety is in college are often used differently. So, you know, it, it, it was an interesting one because he was the first one who I did, like, a very, very, very deep case study with. I went really, like, very in-depth on his, on his profile from the draft. So I've been partial to him because I did so much homework on him for so long, and he's kind of panned out to be, you know, who my projections thought he would be. So for me, I'm totally biased in terms of, like, you know, because I've – spent so much time studying him and then also obviously last season I got to do preseason with the Jets and he's just so fun to be around he's he's a really like a really cool character I understand what you so it's kind of like me and Lamar Jackson like I was screaming from the rooftops Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback in this draft somebody has to draft him in the first round and then sure enough the Ravens swoop in the bottom of the first round and grab him and I'm like yes and then now he's he's showing out and I'm walking around like, <laughs> like, like I'm a genius. I'm not a You're genius. Like, I just, I just go, I go to the combine each and every year and I talk to a ton of scouts and all the scouts were telling me this kid is off the charts. If he lands on a team that's going to design an offense around him and think out of the box and drop players that are going to accentuate his talent. The kid's going to be a superstar, and sure enough, that's exactly what the Ravens have done. So yeah, so I can, so so your so your Jamal Adams is my Lamar Jackson. Exactly, exactly. Got it. And it, I got it. And the funny part is, you know, as with Lamar Jackson, like I mean, it's just a little different because Lamar Jackson, you know, Jamal Adams' personality is just as big as his play. Lamar Jackson's is too, but he's a little more because he plays quarterback. I think they they make him, you know, those. I feel like defensive players get a little more chirpy. And it's funnier, you know, from the outside, right? Like, I, it's like I'd rather have, I'd rather hear everything Jamal Adams says during a game, like almost, you know, compared to almost anyone in the league. Oh my God, he's <laughs> he's the best to be mic'd up. Okay, so I'm going to oh share a stat with I'm going to share a stat, stat with you. Since 2011, only 16 of 223 first round picks 
have received a new contract after their third season. Cynthia, you're a brainiac. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I will not be surprised at some point in time a team is going to call you and ask you to be their general manager or their money gal. Would you pay Jamal Adams right now? Would you work out a deal with him and his camp right now, even though this is just the end of his third season? So the answer I would say is, is yes. Um, but I, but I would do it. I wouldn't say I was going to. Um, I, I don't necessarily think just because we're hearing, you know, rumors that they don't want to do it right now, it doesn't mean that that's true. Right. Like if, if you think so. So if you think that in the NFL, for example, here's a great example. I, I read a news report maybe two days ago that Clark Hunt said that they're just starting negotiations with Patrick Mahomes. If you think that's true, I've got some land to sell you, you know, like <laughs> because I think most of it's posturing. Right. Like they don't want to, like, give up any leverage. You know, it's one of those things where, like, they just don't want to answer the questions about how the negotiations going or give. They want to try to, like, you know, keep it as quiet as possible because, you know, these negotiations, especially right now, it's a weird spot. You know, it's a weird time. Nobody knows what to kind of make of, you know, everything going on. So it's, I think, I don't know, I probably would play it how Joe Douglas is, what I believe. And I don't have any inside information here. I just think that I, I bet you more is going on behind the scenes than we're hearing about. And I bet they just don't want to talk about it because look at the, you know, look what's going on in the world right now. It's, it's actually better for Jamal Adams to not be talking about like millions and millions of dollars while people are, you know, there's 40 million people without jobs. So I, I don't know if I think it's necessarily true. You know what I mean? I'm going to play this clip for you. Uh, this is from Rich Samini. Uh, he was on earlier this week talking about Adams and how Jamal Adams might prefer to be a cowboy. If you could play that for us. Tom. No team would make a, a significant trade without extending his contract. You certainly want to have the long-term plan in place. You know, I think he'd prefer to go to the Cowboys just because of his, uh, you know, he's from Dallas. But uh, And we know that the Cowboys were very interested at the trading deadline last fall. But uh, I don't know if the Cowboys have the cap room. I mean, they have a another contract situation that we've people in the media have been talking about ad nauseum, you know, with Dak. So, I mean, I, he should be their number one priority. I don't know if they could afford a Jamal Adams because we know what he's looking for. He's looking for somewhere probably in the 15 to 17 million a year category to be the highest paid safety in the league. So, um, yeah, I mean, it becomes a, it becomes a poker game. You know, it's, 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 it's a test of wills. You know, very interesting because not only Rich Samini said this uh, on our airwaves, but I had Connor Rogers on yes last night. I, I filled in for Chris Carlin last night and Connor covers the Jets and he has spoken to a few people inside the facility who just aren't sure that Jamal Adams' heart is green and wants to be a Jet. That there's some people who feel that um, in his heart of all hearts, because he's from the Dallas area, that he really wants to be a cowboy. So how do you how do you balance that out? First of all, can I tell you, as far as, like, reporters go, Rich Cimini is one of, if not my, like, he's right at the top of my list. So anything he says, is, to me, is gold, and he's, like, the gold standard for all of it. So, you know, I'm not going to, like, dispute anything he's hearing. And if, he, if he's bothering to say that, then he's probably in an in a informed spot because he wouldn't, I don't think he would speak without, without that knowledge. So, you know, if he's saying it's probably under consideration, but I will say, remember, it, it, he said it exactly. It's a poker game and they're playing poker with each other. They're bluffing. I'm sure. Now, while I don't know what color Jamal Adams heart is in terms of, you know, I think the answer is probably green, but 
the answer is probably money green, right? Like, because at some point it doesn't become worth it to be on any, you know, like to be a teacher. They're not going to pay you or appreciate you. You want to go where you feel that. I don't, I don't necessarily think that the, you know, I, I've heard the link to the Cowboys quite a bit and I know they like him and he's got, you know, the Cowboys are known for paying a good premium for most positions. Right. So I, I don't know if it's, you know, I, when I spoke to Jamal Adams last summer about that, he, he was all in on being a jet. Now, could that have changed in a year? Of course, but well, I spoke to him, and, and it wasn't on the record. It wasn't anything, and, you know, I can say it a year later because it's probably no longer super, you know, exactly the same. But, like, ultimately, ultimately, I think they're both playing poker. And at the end of the day, though, Jamal Adams probably is willing to go a different place if they're not willing to show him the respect like, you know, like Bill, Bill Pullen was saying earlier, if they're not willing to kind of home grow and pay him then of course you want to go somewhere else, right? Like as would everyone else in every profession everywhere. So, you know, I, I don't, I think all things can be true, but I think this is a game of poker and posturing at this point. And I, I actually, I feel confident that a deal will get done because I do believe that they know how valuable Jamal Adams is to their team. And that's not my bias speaking. That's like true, like win stats. I mean, this guy's how many sacks does he have? Like the second most among you know, defensive backs in the past, however many years, you know, like there's some, some crazy, some crazy ability for him to just adapt to any defense thrown his way and outperform it. So realistically, like, I think this is poker and you're in the New York media. So you're going to get more interest in statements and, you know, maybe a little bit of craziness. And it's always fun to posture that anyone from Dallas wants to go back to the Cowboys. Again, she's Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN and talking about the Cowboys. Uh, what, what are you, what are you hearing in regard to the deal with uh, the situation with, with Dak Prescott? I know the Cowboys have until July 15th to uh, work out a new contract. That's kind of like their contract D date. Um, if they don't work anything out by July 15th, then he's going to have to play for the tag. Uh, woe is me, $31.4 million. Okay. And and <laughs> thoughts on, on the signing of, of Andy Dalton. I, I know a lot of people are kind of like throwing that to the wayside, you know, but here's the thing with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton will win you some ball games. Now, am I comparing him to Dak Prescott? No. But here's an interesting stat I came across as well, Cynthia. In 2019, Dak Prescott went 0-5 against teams that had 10 or more wins. You know, there, there, there's a concept that Dak Prescott is not the kind of quarterback that's going to put a team on his shoulder pads and him win it for you. You could say the same about Andy Dalton. But nonetheless, how do you think this plays out in, uh, in Big D? Well, first of all, I think Andy Dalton was a really smart signing because backup quarterback is a position where, like, it's really hard for people to value it. But there's the best way it's been described to me is there's, like, two things. You either want your backup quarterback to be of the same style as your, as your regular quarterback so that the offense doesn't need to adapt, or you want them to be kind of a very different style, such as, like, the Joe Flacco to Sam Darnold situation, because then if Joe Flacco goes in, then the defense is going to be totally miffed because it's a different style and potentially different offensive scheme or, you know, play calling, right? So it's either one or the other. And to me, Andy Dalton is a high IQ, like he's played in under a lot of different, uh, you know, different sort of offensive coordinators and schemes and different people designing plays for him to, to, to execute. He's been more than serviceable and he's at a low cost. So I think that's a great backup deal. And I think that is separate from anything to do with Dak. I don't think they're thinking about replacing Dak with Andy Dalton. I think they were thinking about making their quarterback room overall the best it could possibly be. And I think that was a smart move, but I think the Dak Prescott deal gets done. And I also think the Patrick Mahomes deal gets done like lockstep. 
you know, I think both of them, I think both of them happen before we have any games. And I think that July 15th, I, I don't know what day Dak's going to be done, but I, I, I would imagine it's done, you know, in June, sooner rather than, I don't think it's going to go right up to the edge. Interesting. Hey, before I let you go really quick, I only have a few a few, uh, not even a minute, minute and a half. Uh, curious to get your thoughts on what are you hearing in regard to the NFL season? I know what we're hearing from Roger Goodell is that it's going to start on time, blah, blah, blah. I'm not. I'm hearing that the season more than likely isn't going to start until uh, week five, uh, which is October 11th, which means that either one of three things. They move the first four weeks to the end of the schedule. Uh, they move, uh, um, they move the, the, uh, so, so all four will be played, or they'll take the week one and week two and move it to a, to to the end of the schedule, and eighty six three and four, or they'll eighty six all four of those games and only have a twelve week season. What are you hearing right now, Cynthia? I'm hearing that the opportunity to play the entire season is the focus, and that is the goal. Um, I'm I'm hearing that you know ultimately having contingency plans in place is good business, not. A, you know, it, it, and they don't know. I don't think, you know, Roger Gale is obviously saying that, planning for it and, and hoping for it. I don't think, you know, I don't, and they're planning contingencies because that's what everybody does with a good business. So, you know, I, I think that we'll get, I think we'll get a full season. Now, do I think it will be shifted a bit? It's possible. You know, they could compress the bye week. They could do it. There's a number of things. But I think that's a goal and focus is to make sure the season starts kind of on time, in place, but with the highest level of safety possible. Okay, that's fair. Cynthia, you rock. It's so great to hear your voice. I'm glad that uh, you and your family are, are safe and healthy, and we so appreciate your time on a Saturday afternoon. Make sure my pet store in Hoboken is ready for me when I'm <laughs> finally able to come back there. I need Mike. to get some pet supplies. You know? Oh, Mike, love, Mike loves you. You know what I've been doing? I been, love Mike. See, Oh my, he, he, he loves you so much. So, you know, again, I, each and every week I try to look back and I'm like, okay, where, are the, what are the positives in regard to the, the, the pandemic and how my life has changed? Now I, I, I take all the, I take all the kitties. So it's me and the five dogs. Of course, three of them are in my little wheelie cart and we, and now it's, it's, it's a stroll. We go, we, we walk, what is it? Uh, it's like we walk nine blocks to go see Mike. So so now what's happening, we go see Mike as a family now. It's not just me. Perfect. It's not just me on the run, p- parking illegally, of trying to avoid a ticket in Hoboken so I could run in for five seconds, grab what I need, and get back in my car. It's a family affair. And now we all we all make the walk to go see Mike. And so again, I just share that with you just to say, like, you know, there there is a silver lining in this pandemic. You just... You, you've got to you've got to realize it and you got to point it out for sure. Give Mike my best, please. I will. You got it, sweetheart. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. OK, you too. Take care. Be safe. OK, you're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.